We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg, yes. touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? What is going on guys? Welcome back to Spotify Green Room. I am your host Tyler. And today the Spotify Green Room is sponsored by our podcast network at Blue Wire. And we are a little less than an hour away from kickoff for Lions versus Bears at Soldier Field. The 0-3 Detroit Lions go to Soldier Field to play the 1-2 Chicago Bears. I know that doesn't sound too exciting, but it is very exciting. We're still in – this is October now. First game in October for the Detroit Lions. It's NFL Sunday. Peter, Malcolm, how are you boys doing today? I am doing well, man. I am like – I am I am hype. I'm hype, bro. Let's go. You sound, Let's ex- go. You sound excited. You sound excited. Malcolm, how are you doing, my man? <sighs> oh, here we go, man. Finally, Mr. Hart has come back to Spotify Green Room. <laughs> Let's go. Woo! What's up, everybody? I'm here. I'm here. Malcolm to act like he was on a year-long vacation. <laughs> no, dude, I, I needed that because last week I wasn't <laughs> with you guys. I was I, I was live at you know Ford Field for the Lions Ravens right, game. So right. I, I honestly was missing that. I was really missing that. So I, I needed that in my veins right now. I'm excited. That even got me more motivated. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Before we get into you know talking about this game, let's talk about the inactives because we now have that resource out there for us that came out just a little over a half hour ago. I'm going to kick it off to Pierre. What is the Chicago Bears injury report looking like? Or I should say their inactive report looking like. Uh, so quarterback Andy Dalton is out. Rashard, obviously Rashard Perriman. Uh, safety to Sean Gibson. Linebacker Joel. Man, I can't say his last name. Um <laughs> Iguabuine, I don't know. And then tight end Jasper. Good Horstead. try. So, that was a hell of a job here. Thank you. I probably <laughs> pronounced it wrong, but thank you. Um, no, you did a good job. No, but the main thing here is Justin Fields is starting. We'll get into that later. But Dalton is out. Fields is starting, backed up by uh, Nick Foles. 
Yep. And um, also, somebody mentioned No Brashad Perriman Revenge Game. If you guys remember, he was with us in the preseason and he signed with the Chicago Bears. He is out. So, No Brashad Perriman Revenge Game. We'll talk about Andy Dalton and Justin Fields in a little bit. Malcolm, what's the line's uh, inactive report? Yep. So, the Detroit Lions injury report we have new defensive um, end, Eric Banks. He is inactive. Um, defense, other defensive end, Deshaun Cornell. He's also inactive. Offensive linebacker, um, Tyler's favorite, Trey Flowers. He is inactive because he's injured. Uh, running back, Jamar Jefferson. He's inactive. And my guy, Tom Kennedy, wide receiver, is also inactive. Okay. That's what we have. All right. Just a, just a quick correction, outside linebacker. Not off, I know that was, you know. Oh, my bad, outside linebacker. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> so I just want to make sure uh, no one's confused there. So, yeah, outside linebacker, Trey Flowers, is going to miss his second straight week. Everyone else is just a healthy scratch from my understanding. No injuries. So, um, yeah, um, I, I look at that as a positive, honestly. You know, we were just talking about it in our chat. And I want to get into it a little bit. Trey Flowers out for two weeks now. Do you guys look at this as a positive? No, obviously not that the guy's hurt, but that, you know, he's not in our defense anymore and not in our rotation for this game. Do you think that is a strength for the Lions this week or maybe a weakness for this certain game plan uh, versus Chicago Bears and Justin Fields starting at quarterback? I'm going to start with you, Malcolm. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, to be honest, we've we seen what the defense looked like last week without Trey Flowers and also um, Jamie Collins, the two Patriots guys. We looked a lot faster. And I, I really like what I've seen from this defense. And I think they've actually played better without him. We'll, we'll see how he is when he comes back. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about Trey Flowers right now. All I know right now, the only thing I know is that this guy, this brother's making too much goddamn money. That's the only thing I really know about Trey Flowers. That's the only, that's the only thing that's for sure about Trey Flowers, that he's making tons of money. So uh, as far as are we going to be better Without him, we played better. We played better last week without him. So we'll see how this week unfolds. I'm with you, Malcolm. I, I I'm just kind of sick of this experiment at this point. I I'm done with it, dude. I don't care how much money he's making. Like I I was just saying to Pierre, Pierre's like, yeah, if he's making ten million, maybe I wouldn't mind him. No, I would still mind if he was on my defense making ten dollars or ten million. Ten dollars, I would mind it honestly at that point. If he's making ten dollars an hour, I think I would mind God, it if he's on damn, my defense. I, I don't even I, I don't even want my minimum wage right now. I really don't want him on my defense anymore. I'm just kind of sick of the experiment. Um, I, I just don't see much use and value in this scheme for Trey Flowers. I, I think he's a liability more than a strength for this defense. So him being out this week, I, I like it because I think it gives opportunities to other guys who give us a better chance on defense and to get the ball back to the Detroit Lions and maybe cause some turnovers, cause some pressure to the quarterback because one pressure in two weeks ain't going to do it, Chief. And that's what Trey Flowers has done for this Detroit Lions defense these first two weeks. So I'm completely fine with Trey Flowers being off this week. What about you, Pierre? Yeah, I'm ready to move on, guys. Um, he, I don't think he's like fits the timeline of this rebuild, and he just hasn't lived up to his contract. I'm ready to give up on him. Now, if even he comes if he out, did fit the out, timeline of the rebuild, he do, he doesn't fit the defense. Like it doesn't even like he's not even a fit. Uh, yeah, like if he comes out and balls out these next couple weeks, I'll change my mind. But I personally yeah. don't see it. We haven't seen uh, it like when he was he's while well, he's been here. He's a good run defender, but dude's making like sixteen, eighteen million a year, whatever it is. That doesn't cut yeah. it. Yeah, your brother making way too much money. I, I'll say this though. I, I will say this. Um, the first two the, the first two weeks, we did have our opinion about Alex Azimov. You know, yeah. we thought that you know he wasn't playing. He wasn't playing well. Week three, Alex Azimov came to life played extremely well. 
maybe the same could happen with Trey Flowers. I'm not saying will. I'm not saying he. I do not agree that he will ever live up to that sixteen I, uh, sixteen million dollar contract. I don't think there's nothing no. he could do unless he pulls no. out a twelve, thirteen, fourteen sack season. But that, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but maybe he plays better. That's all I'm saying. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It's tough, it to, tough say. to say. I mean, like Alex Alex Angeloni showed me something at least in those first two weeks. Like, I mean, not much of a, a you know ball skill, but like he was there. He was energized. I, I saw something from Alex Angeloni, and like he, he's he's growing on me. He retweeted my tweet this week, so I, I like oh, Alex he did. I like him a little bit more now. <laughs> so, okay, okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean it's just it, it's a little different to me. I, I feel like Trey Flowers just it's just not a fit for this defense. I I don't know. Uh, I just don't see it with him anymore. I, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Mm. Send him back to New England. Mm. <laughs> it's possible. Well, I mean, like, no one's gonna take that contract, but. What's interesting is, like, Jamie Collins hasn't signed with a team yet, so that tells you what teams think about him. Slow. Yeah, maybe they're, maybe a team's waiting for an injury and he's, like, the backup option, but you're right. No one has jumped out to the Jamie Collins sweepstakes. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't find a trade partner for him. So, yeah, no, you're right. It's been now a little less than a week, but, you know, he still hasn't found a partner where he's going to sign. So that is a good point for me. And obviously now with – um you could sign with practice squads too. As a veteran, he hasn't landed one of those. I feel like he he might be holding out, waiting for you know a fifty three man spot. So we'll see. Right. Okay. Now that we talked about the inactive reports, we talked about Trey Flowers not even being worth a minimum wage contract right now. Damn. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Chicago Bears quarterback debacle right now. So Justin Fields getting his second career start, the rookie out of Ohio State. We started versus Detroit Lions, and it was rough for him. Uh, we his first week versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Peter, how are you feeling uh, about Justin Fields versus Lions defense this week? Do you think he could bounce back a little bit, or do you think this Lions defense could do something to him? I think the Lions are going to mimic last week's uh, game plan, right? Because he's also like a dual threat quarterback he could run. He's not as good as Lamar yet, but if you want to win, you got to contain the edges. Don't let him get out of the pocket. Be sound in your gap assignments. But, bro, his O-line is trash. Probably the worst O-line in all of football. Yeah. No, so I mean, the Lions the Lions should be able to generate pressure and, like, rattle him a little. And he gets rattled and he's under pressure. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. So it's going to be interesting this week with uh, Justin Fields. I, I, I do think, to a certain degree, I think he'll be better than his first game versus the Browns. I, I just think there was a lot of emotion in that game. But, you know, how much better is the real question? I think it's still going to be an adjustment period for Justin Fields. And this Lions defense has been getting home a lot more lately. So, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see what this game plan is. I, and I agree with you. I think it could be very similar. You know, try to contain those edges where Justin Fields can't escape the pocket too much and try to make Justin Fields more of a pocket passer, which, you know, it's not necessarily his forte. So, Malcolm, how are you feeling about Justin? I love it. I love it. I mean, people are going to probably think I'm crazy when I say I think if Andy Dalton played, it would have gave the Bears a way better chance. And the reason why I'm saying this is because if you look at um the Bears when they played against the Rams and Andy Dalton was a quarterback, even with that awful offensive line, Andy Dalton, is, he's a veteran. So he, and he with his experience, he knows how to get the ball out quick. He knows, you know, which way the pressure's coming to kind of, you know, just, just to make it 
he was a better quarterback. Okay. Um, what I saw from Justin Fields last week, I went back and watched. I watched the game, and uh, as a Lions fan, it it was it was. I mean, it, it was entertaining if you're a Lions fan because you're like, man, they are a mess. I mean, you know, Justin Fields in that game threw 68 yards. He was six for 20 for 68 yards. Brother got sacked nine times for a net total of 67 yards. So if you add that up, they realistically only had one yard of passing. <laughs> That's how bad it was for the Bears. And as far as what do I see the Lions doing, I do see them mimicking a lot what the Browns did. I do see, I mean, it, it'll only make sense that their head coach, Matt Nagy, will put Justin Fields in a way better p- position than they put him in last week. Um, with the they had a lot of five man protection up front, which is not ideal what you want to do with your rookie quarterback when you know your offensive line is bad. So I'm I'm expecting you know maybe some max protection plays where they're going to have some max protection. Hopefully, I mean if this if Matt Nagy has some type of brain as a head coach, you will see some type of match protection to give Justin Fields time to maybe go through his reads, maybe give him time to if nothing is there he could roll out because Justin Fields didn't have time to do anything. It's like when he said hike and he took like two steps. There was already a guy in his face. That's how bad it was last week. So I'm expecting, I'm, I mean, again, if Matt Nagy has some type of sense, they would adjust and fix the issue that they saw last week. Now, how much of an improvement that's going to be for Justin Fields? This guy's still a rookie. He's still going to make his rookie mistakes. And I think the speed of the game, I know in the preseason he said, yeah, it's kind of slow because I play with the Bears. I don't think he's seen that right now. Right now he's like, damn, this shit is fast as hell. So I still think he's going to feel that pressure. I think he's going to make rookie mistakes. And I think this is best case scenario for the Detroit Lions. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily agree saying I think Andy Dalton gives him a better sh- a chance, but I don't think uh, Justin Fields gives him like a way better chance. But I, I, I just think the upside with Justin Fields is obviously a lot higher, which that's you know, not a bold take by any means. But um, no, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. You know, he's a rookie. He's young. Where Andy Dalton's, you know, a veteran. He's no, he's going to know what to do. I, I understand your, your perspective on that. But What you have to do is just go back to week one and watch the Bears. And even with that bad yeah. offensive line, they played against, you know, they were playing against um, Aaron Donald. You know, they are playing against a big front. The Rams. And, you know, Andy Dalton still played like Andy Dalton. You know, he, it wasn't great, but he wasn't downright awful. And what I saw from last week from um, what's, from Justin Fields, no. he was downright awful. It was, it was pitiful. It was pathetic. And a lot of it goes yeah, on the play was. caller. You can say a lot of it the play caller. Some of it was on Justin Fields. It, it was bad. Even like, even when there wasn't pressure, like the, like probably I'll say the yeah. 2% of the plays I saw. That he wasn't pressured, the balls were just sailing. Like he was throwing the ball to Godzilla. Like, like you would you would think his receiver is like at least twenty foot high. The, the way the, the, those passes were sailing, he was just rattled. He got rattled. And you know, no Michael Justin Fields. You know, you're a rookie quarterback. If you get sacked that many yeah. times, damn near anybody would be rattled. <laughs> so it, it, it's it's going to be tough. And that's why I said you know, best case if, if any don't want to play, he'd probably give him a better chance to win because just his experience and even with the bad offensive line. I think he can still get the ball off quick and at least make it some type of a game. I don't know what to expect from Justin Fields. The man threw 68 yards last week and got sacked nine times. Yeah. I think something to mention as well, because we were talking about this on Wednesday, but to kind of just confirm it, the rain looks like it could be coming, but I, I, it's not confirmed. It's right now a 40% yes. chance coming at two o'clock. Yes. So um, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Um, it doesn't look as much as we, you know, expected on Wednesday. So we'll see. All right. Now that we talk um, about the quarterback situation. Oh, yeah. What's up here? I want to bring up something. Their wide receivers scare me against our secondary. Right. Robinson and Mooney yeah. against yeah, like our young corners. They don't, their wide receivers have the advantage in that. Um, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I think any receiving core, honestly, the NFL has an advantage of our secondary. They really do. <laughs> it all depends on them how Justin feels. Is he going to have time to throw to those receivers? I'm expecting them to throw a lot of short passes. I don't think they're going to have Justin Fields drop back, go through his big re- his reads, and, and find an open guy. It, their offensive line is just not good. So I don't I agree think with that, Malcolm. I don't I, I don't think that. as far as you know getting beat deep with this team, I don't think that's going to be really an option for the Bears. I think they're going to throw a lot of short passes, try to get the ball out of, of Justin Fields' hand quick. You see a lot of bootlegs and get them out the pocket. You know, maybe have them roll out. I think that's what we're going to see from the Bears this week. They didn't do nothing that last week. <laughs> but if, like, yeah. if Matt Nagy no, has right. some type of a brain, this is what he'll do this week. He's so playing we'll for see. a job too. Like, there's rumor that he could be fired if they lose today. So you think you think he's playing for a job last week? <laughs> but if he saw that game, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the Lions got to do what they've been doing. You know 
pretty well, I would say. And I would say especially that last week, and that's getting pressure on the quarterback. I would say this is one of their easier matchups to do that. So if they have to get they have to do a good job at pressuring the quarterback where they could, you know, startle Justin Fields and give him as much time as possible. But you know, if you do give time to Fields and they let him do those short routes, they could get digging going down the field. I wouldn't be shocked by that because the line secondary is young. So uh yeah, I mean I agree with you. I think the Bears receiving corps uh it has a advantage over the Lions secondary. Do you guys want to know who's the Bears best offensive lineman right now? Like today, like right now, the way they're playing, it's Jason Peters, and he's thirty nine yeah, years Peters. old. He's playing well. He's playing he well. He's playing well on, on, his, um, on his side. He's the only bright spot for that offensive line. Cody Whitehair and James Daniels are good, but they've struggled a little this year. Their center, Mustafer, is arguably the worst center, and then Jermaine Afadi is their backup tackle with what's his face on IR, the rookie, um, Tevin Jenkins. Thank you. So, Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a lot of reshuffling on that O line right now. And uh, I would say really quickly, you know, we could all bring up a matchup of the game. My matchup of the game is the Bears defensive line versus Lions offensive line. I'm really looking forward to that matchup today. The big test for the Lions offensive line, the Bears D-line is still legit. Got five sacks on Baker Mayfield last week. I'm, I'm excited to see that matchup this week. And yeah. I also think um, Goldman has come back this week, right? Yeah, the big nose tackle. He's going to help in that the run. Big nose, their big nose tackle. Eddie Eddie Goldman, Goldman, yeah. Yeah. And he's going to make their linebackers better, too, in run defense because their linebackers have struggled defending the run. Um but Quinn has three and a half sacks this year, and Mac has three sacks this year. Those guys combined for six and a half sacks. Quinn will be going against rookie yep. left tackle Panay Sewell and then Mac. Well, they move. They, they, they will move around right. all. You know, they move. They mainly line up, well. and then Mac yeah. will be going up against um, Matt Nelson. That's a scary matchup. Also, Akeem Hicks. This dude can fuck up a game too inside. I mean, he's he has seven pressures yeah. this year. I believe he has a sack. He's a big boy. It's- it's a big test for the Lions' uh, offensive line, and a big test for Jared Goff as well. You know how he how he'll do this week handling pressure because you know he's done a bad job so far this season when pressure is in his face. And as I'm talking, Fox is showing Justin Tucker's 66 yard field goal, and I'm going to be currently changing the channel. Okay, um, wow, I need to see that right now. That just ruined my whole mood. But uh, yeah, <laughs> let's get into predictions right now. All right, wait, Tyler, a couple more things to bring up. Oh, yeah, okay. um, their corners outside of Jalen Johnson, Kendall Vildor, and the other, their nickel is, um, let me see right here. Their nickel is Shelly, um, Duke Shelly. I think the Lions should take advantage of those guys. Go at them in coverage. Um, I think they could do some damage. And I also think Swift, I don't think they have a guy that covers Swift. Roquan Smith is good, but I don't think he's a guy who could stay with Swift. So... Who will be getting a bigger role this week? They've year. also struggled covering tight ends as well. Which yeah. So that's that's something to watch on offense: the quick passes to Swift and Hawk, and let them do the damage. All right, we got ten minutes before we gotta go. Malcolm, what is your score predictions and bold prediction for this game? All right, so my scoring prediction: I, you know, had this all week. Um, I'm gonna say twenty-one ten. Detroit Lions this game. I think Justin Fields is just not ready yet. And um I think from what I saw last week with the, that Browns team did to the Bear to the Bears, I mean they ran the ball for a total of two hundred and fifteen yards on them. And I think that we could even though Eddie Goldman is gonna come back and he's gonna be a big force for that running defense, I think we could kind of mimic what the Bears did. Um yeah, well, I mean what the Browns did and run that damn ball and also get um Swift in space and in, in, in the pass game, 
um, Kareem Hunt had six catches for 70, 74 yards on him. So I think, you know, Swift is going to be a big weapon this game, and we're going to see a dose of TJ Hawkinson. I'm hoping it doesn't rain, but we'll see what happens, man. But, yeah, 21-10 Lions and bold prediction. I mean, shit, is this bold? I, I have us getting seven sacks this game. That's bold. That's bold. Shoot, let's go for it. Yeah, let's bold. go. Seven sacks. <laughs> he got sacked nine times. He, he's seven, seven sacks today. Uh, I forgot to mention the Lions are two and a half underdogs today in Soldier Field. It doesn't matter. Malcolm has the Lions winning outright. So Malcolm is saying you could take the money line. You don't even need to bet the spread because they're going to win outright. So that's Malcolm's words. He says don't even bet the spread. Just go on the money line. The money they're going to win today. It is what it is. Detroit Lions. Okay. Pierre, what do you got today? Um, I got the Lions 17-13. It's going to be an ugly defensive battle game. Um. My bold prediction is the Lions offense line allows zero sacks. I like okay. it. I like it. So Pierre is also saying, get on the money line. Don't even bother with the spread. No, no. Take win the spread. Big. You'll make more money. Plus two and a half. You'll make more. No, no, no. You win more money with the money line. They're underdogs. Oh, that's right. I'm so dumb. I wasn't thinking straight. My bad. But if the if you if if you were betting on the Bears, then you yeah, yeah. Take the money but, line, guys. Take the yeah. money line. So yeah, Pierre. If you're 21 years old, you, you got to be. Yeah, you got to be 21 or old. Yeah, well, obviously. Um, yeah, bet the money line. Uh, and I'm going to follow the trend. Bet the money line. I like the money line this week for the Detroit Lions. As the underdog this week, two and a half spread. I like it a lot. Uh, the over-under is at 41 and a half. I would go under as well. Um, let me do some quick math. Let me make sure I'm I'm saying right because I have a score prediction. I, I need to think about that. Actually, I'm saying going over. My fault. Uh, <laughs> so it's a 41 and a half. Uh, over under. I'll say bet the over. Uh, I got the score at 23-21 Lions this week. Uh, I, I agree with both these guys. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be some ugly offense, some ugly defense. I mean, not ugly defense. Some good defense, ugly offense. It's going to go back and forth. I, I could see that. Um, and as far as a bold prediction, I think the Lions get a defensive touchdown today and get three-plus sacks. Is that bold enough for you, Pierre? Sure. When you say Detroit Lions and you say defensive touchdowns, that is already bold because yeah. I mean you yeah. gotta go to you gotta go to Wiki Wikipedia to find out you know when was the last time um, Detroit Lions got a defensive touchdown. It's been a while, so yeah, that's bold. Was it like? All right, guys, we have our first versus, guest, uh, the Jets, probably. <laughs> no, it's probably after that. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, now we Darius Slade that one pick six versus the Cardinals in twenty eighteen too. Yeah, 20, I mean, you're, you're, right, you're talking Jonathan, back three years, bro. I know I'm missing some. I, I hope, but <laughs> all right, Jonathan, how you doing, my man? You're Jonathan. Jonathan, you there? You're you're muted, Jonathan. If you if if you know what's if, yeah, you're all right. You're on mute. Uh, we're gonna bring him back down. Okay, Jonathan is not hey, here. Guys, who, guys, whoever comes up, I just want everybody to know, kind of keep it to a five minute minimum, so we could try to get as much people on as possible. Um, so yeah, if you have a question, Not, uh, honestly, less, like, yeah. keep it to a question. Then. <laughs> right, Jonathan so is back. Like Jonathan's back. back. You're, you're muted. You got press the, press the mute button. Jonathan. Okay. There okay, you go. I think I got there it. Go. There we go. There go. Uh, yes, sir. Sorry, guys. I'm still trying to figure out the Spotify stuff. No, you're good, man. You're all good, no, man. you're good, man. You're all good. No, I got to get something off my chest from last week with, uh, Tucker's field goal. Uh, and that, cause that's going to lead into my question of uh, how do you guys feel about the kickers uh, this this game. But uh, Justin Tucker kicking that last field goal last week was just so frustrating because we had Matt Crater, 
sitting for like four or five years to break his record of 64 yards. I think Matt Patricia even had a couple chances to allow Prater and never allowed Prater to uh, break his own record a few times. And Tucker comes into our house and breaks the record. That's frustrating. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's 66 yards, you know. Just, it's it's hard to be really mad about that, you know. Um, True that. How do you guys feel about about the kickers? If you believe Santoso is our kicker, I even looked at uh, Chicago's kicker. How do you think they stack up with each other? I mean, kickers could be involved in this game. We, we, we think it's going to be an ugly offensive game. I mean, kickers could be important in this game, and yeah, I've got Santoso, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. It's good to see how much of a factor kickers are this this Sunday at the Lions game. My bold prediction is 15-12, all kicking points, Detroit Lions win. Okay, that's interesting. Put some money on that. No touchdowns in the game, you'll win big. That's right. All right, thanks, Jonathan. All right. Um, seems like okay. Jonathan said a field goal battle. Yeah, I think he had it on like probably like on the speaker, so that's why it was echoing. But it's, yeah, it's not like you're going to call um, probably. Anyone else want to come up? Real quick, guys. Real quick. And then uh, let's talk about the Bears. Malcolm is, is Malcolm giving me the two minute warning right now. Two minutes, dos. <laughs> let's uh, let's bring one of our listeners up. See if they want to come up. Um. Okay. No one wants to come up. Wrap it up. So let's wrap it up, Tyler. Even better. Malcolm has more time to edit. All right. (laughs) Hope you guys all enjoyed our quick pregame. We will be back after the Lions game. Give us about 10, 15 minutes. We'll be right back. Um, Hopefully after the first Detroit Lions win of the Dan Campbell era. So stay tuned for that. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Please. I'm asking now. I never asked before. I'm asking now. So do that. I'm out. All right, y'all, it's your boy Malcolm, and I'm out. Peace. All right, guys, enjoy the game.